The cover to this show looks as if it was the sequel to the Vince Vaughn Couples Retreat from 2000, <laughs> what have you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how close is it to that? It's nothing like that. That's at what all. I've kind of read, but I it still looks like that to me. It's the first thing that came to mind. I've heard it um, compared to White Lotus. Mm-hmm. I've heard it compared to Only Murders in the Building. Okay. Okay, and then I have a few comparisons that I've just both of what you've just reading. stated. No, it, it's not like that. I have here any surreal comedy. Uh, I have Lodge Forty Nine. The End of the Fucking World, Made for Love, Man Seeking Woman, any type of show that is a dark comedy but has sci-fi elements. And like a romantic twist, it sounds yes, like. Because yeah. Man Seeking Woman and uh, End of the Fucking World, those are about a relationship. And this mm-hmm. is about two relationships. First, you have Noah and his wife, Emma, as they've gone to this resort for their anniversary in modern day. And then you have this, uh, they uncover this unsolved, um, not murder, but disappearance of these yeah. two characters. Sam and Violet. From 15 years ago, they find an old cell phone that kind of unlocks everything and that's how the whole mystery begins sam and violet like you said all of them played by people that you should recognize first of all you have Kristen miliotti from how i met your mother yeah Palm noah Springs. william jackson harper sam skyler gasando and yeah. then i'm not sure who violet but was. you you remembered skyler gasando why because you looked up his wikipedia page or you've just seen him in so much i've seen point. it so much the righteous gemstones <laughs> licorice pizza santa clarita diet yes. i have a lot of wikipedia that i wanted to get through but i guess we can just skip that so yeah so out of those four characters which has the most screen time in this episode i'd say emma but it's not like a normal type of tv show this isn't like one thing leads to another that leads to another. this like show goes all over the place well i know it's a time bendy and kind of genre bending show yeah but but what do you mean by it doesn't follow a a linear storyline okay well we start off with sam and violet due to the last episode they're in the closet of alex's room and he's the owner of the resort resort owner yeah yeah and alex is just a very strange character he's the director of the first four episodes as well oh okay but like i've never seen the director participate in the show unless it was the show's creator as well and he's not and he's not no he's (laughs) so there's ben sinclair who plays alex and then there's andy ciara who's the uh show creator well alex is supposed to be crazy like he's walking around his apartment completely naked and then looks a little bit like the stranger things guy yeah in fact i thought for the very first second i, I think saw he's him much there younger. was a possibility much younger yeah well he, he almost acts a little bit like he does in stranger things because he sees that there's murray from stranger things is right. curious <laughs> because he sees that there's pants on the floor sam's pants and so you would think that he would just pick him up but no he like sniffs them and oh. then he checks oh, the, of course. he checks the size and he's wait like, is he blind no okay no and then he checks the size and he's like size 30 and then he like looks over at his closet doors and then he opens it and he finds sam and violet in there but then he doesn't have any type of reaction he just takes his shirt and then like closes you're, the you're closet sure doors he's not again. blind yes yes because that sounds like he's blind he's sniffing stuff and he's, he's driving later on in the episode he's not blind <laughs> okay all right <laughs> and so and so sam and violet are like wait he just found us why did he close the closet doors and then they're like you know what whatever we're just gonna try and make a run for it let's try and get out of here and then they run out of the closet and they try to leave but the door is locked and then that's when uh alex is like like you guys trying to leave and that's when it goes into the intro okay so So i feel like this is the first time that sam and violet and alex have all met did alex say it in like a nefarious tone yeah he oh so he's about to do something sinister that's what they want to make it seem like all right so jump to 2022 you've got noah and emma and they're dealing with their own relationship problems and then they're also 
trying to solve this true crime mystery. There's a guy true. named Balser and Luna. And uh, apparently, oh, yeah, Balser, yeah. yeah, I think ba- Balser's how you say it. But Balser, he's like, he knows about Sam and Violet. He thinks that there's something connected between the two of them. I think his last them. name is Frias, right? Yeah. And the reason why his name is so important is because the Frias's are this wealthy Taylor family mm-hmm. that like have some connection with Violet and Sam, right? In the past. Yeah. So- Emma even says to him later on in the episode, cause she was talking about how they fell on financial stress, her and Noah, but yeah. she's like, you wouldn't understand because you've grown up wealthy or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, they were trying to beat the stereotype of like a uh, car- drug cartel guy. And instead they went with, uh, this is a wealthy Taylor group. Mm-hmm. And they also have this logo that's like, like a yellow snake yeah um, and as much do you see the yellow snake logo at all in this episode not from what i remember okay but it seems like from all the characters that didn't need to be there luna didn't really add much to the storyline i'm not sure who luna is yeah luna she just she didn't say much but it really it falls between emma and noah i think that on the phone they saw that they were part of a painting that was made 15 years ago uh, by someone with amnesia that could have probably been alex that they yeah. were talking about but they were like how did and so that's where another mystery comes into place where it's like how are they in a painting from 15 years ago so what are your theories i well time travel does play an important aspect because when we cut back like to, actual time travel or just us flipping time times no i think i think actual time travel because sam and violet when we cut back to their storyline we see that alex takes violet's bag empty the contents and then he finds a book and he opens it and it starts talking well first off we guys about tesla yeah well we, <laughs> we get a ton of quick flashes and we can tell that this book is definitely some type of supernatural thing or is either talking about events that happen later on in the future oh, cool, cool, or cool. things like that and we see that he's painting this huge mural on the wall i'm sure that's where emma and noah are going to be painted on uh, but then he starts talking about doomsday as well i was trying to understand it seems like it has a lot of different aspects going on even i though. think it's purposely trying to confuse you yeah so part of the production is it was andy sierra who made it but sam esmail is one of the executive okay producers. that makes so much more sense and so yeah. they kind of blended into <laughs> sam esmail besides mr robot also did homecoming and that mm-hmm. is a wonky show that's hard to understand as well based on the podcast but these things that you're bringing up are you sure they're going to lead somewhere or do you feel like by the end of the series it's it's just covering up a boring show or something i mean it seems like there's way too much stuff they're introducing to just for it all to be like a MacGuffin or for them to just not deliver it seems like it has like i feel like this is a show that started out the writing process at the very end of its season and uh-huh. worked its way backwards i don't know if that's so how there's it a super was. mario situation where they do him like chasing a rabbit throughout the entire game and that's how they like made the entire game <laughs> I guess, yeah. They yeah, could you have no like, idea what I'm just talking no, about. No, Super okay. Mario Galaxy. I played the game. I know what you mean. Okay, I don't think it's Galaxy. I think it was the original, like, 64 version. Oh, well, yeah. He does want Super Mario Galaxy as well. Getting back to the show, if time travel does play a factor in the movie, do you think that's how it ends with Noah and Emma going back to the past to find them? Or do you think the reason why they disappeared um this uh what what are they named? This Sam and Violet. Yeah. Do you think the reason they disappeared is because they moved to the future? It could be that. I think it could. I think it's probably the later version. Yeah, I've seen a couple people compare it to Dark. However, Dark is an extremely like smart show. Yeah, Dark, so I don't know if I would Dark's take that leap. Better formatted. Mm-hmm. Like you understand everything that's but happening. You, you in see Dark. the comparison. Yes. So you actually agree with that. But here it feels like the show isn't giving you all the information that you need. Well, uh-huh. Dark, it's like they did, but you were still just trying to figure out what was going on. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. So we uh, then learn that. 
Balser, he is trying to figure out everything about Emma and Noah. We get some nice backstory, but he's asking really intrusive questions about them. Like, he's like, how many times did you guys have sex when you first met? What's the highest point of the marriage? And then they're like, the wedding. What was the lowest point of the uh, marriage? That's where Emma brings up the financial stress, even though she's obviously discomfortable about talking about it. Mm -hmm. After this, Balser is just like, you know what? I think the easiest way to go about this is we just go back to the forest. We uh, go to where Emma had, like, fell off the ATV and just see if there was any clues around there to where the phone was and see if we can like figure out anything and Noah. at this point as noah and emma have they like uh pitched the idea that these two could this could solve it and that's why everybody's on no, board they seem or to why be are, why are they so interested in helping noah and emma or inspecting them or figuring out i what's think they're just they're just because they found themselves in the painting that's the main connection they want to figure out why they were in a random painting from 15 years ago that guy from amnesia baltazar also wants that baltazar yeah. sounds like uh, again a mario character he seems <laughs> he's the one that's more interested in just figuring out what happened with sam and violet it seems like he's kind of been tailing the case for years upon years so he's just an insane guy who's kind of a conspiracy theorist, yeah but, he's, but like he's but gonna turn out to be right about something if anyone is absolutely insane it's and alex. They, yeah, yeah it's alex okay. his appearance is just absolutely crazy in no, fact, i saw the picture emma and noah's storyline where they have to go to the forest parallels nicely with alex because he needs to go find the author of the book that he's like become so entranced with that just feels like another clue yeah yeah and so he he, he talks to Sam and Violet. He's like, you guys can either leave or do whatever. And then she, Violet's like, no, I want my book back. And then he's like, okay, well, you're welcome to follow me, but I need to figure out who this author is and how they know who I am and all this different stuff. And then she's like, fine. So Sam and Violet and Alex, they're on an adventure to go to the author. Emma, Noah, Balser, and Luna, they are on an adventure. Oh, is this? Oh, okay, okay, okay. The author I'm assuming you're talking about is Ilan Ibarra, and they made the book El Espejo, and yeah. that was the mirror. Well, they've been quoting that book for the entire series, even though the entire book and the author are made up. Like, it's not a real person <laughs> yeah. or anything. And the first part of it was talking about time travel, and then later on they retracted their statement talking about how stupid they were when they were young. And this is just an interesting character to have invented for the course of your well we don't story. see him we yeah. don't see him this episode uh -huh. alex is just he i think he likes the book so much because he was reading about this character named alejandro okay and he he thinks that he's alejandro so it's like a story within a story within right a story. okay great so emma and noah they end up going to the forest they try to figure out what's going on they go to the scene of where they found the phone originally and um have you ever done that by the way it's just like found a really old phone opened it up and no. like looked through the text message i have i used to have a wait Nokia what 6102 and i would look like look through my like freshman year <laughs> high school text and then also there was uh my myspace i i, mm -hmm. I went back i remember like <laughs> I don't know, five years ago or something and went back to like the first messages from that. And I had just tons of conversations where I was just like, it's just so, so strange to see words that, you know, you wrote, but like don't have any memory of writing. Well, this isn't their phone though. I know, yeah. but that's part of the inspiration that Andy Ciara used when oh, he was writing okay. this was that experience, that nostalgia that you get. Cause the yeah. whole, a lot of this is supposed to be about nostalgia. And then a lot of it's supposed to be about disappointment apparently. So did you get the kind of funky, like, sad feeling at the end of it was it a depressing show no no it's not I didn't, it's not like series of unfortunate no, events no it wasn't anything sad what happens is is that noah i think it would really this forest storyline was just so noah could talk to luna because we learned that um one of the things that balser asked emma is what did you lose because everyone who shows up to the resort or has something to do i guess with sam and violet lost something and emma doesn't want to answer the whole time she's like i didn't lose anything i didn't lose anything when they're in the forest noah and luna are walking like on a separate trail just trying to figure out if they can see any clues and noah starts talking to luna about the fact that 
Emma lost a baby. Like, she had a baby and then... But not at the resort. No, no, no. You mean, like, she lost a baby before it was born? Well, it actually was born. That was the strange thing. It it was born, but only for one hour. And I think that during that time, Emma was resting, and Noah talked about how he, like, was able to, like, actually see the baby and touch it, and then... But Emma never actually got to meet it. And so that's kind of where the tragedy... I guess that was probably the most depressing. Was it effective? I would say so, yeah, because you actually, they cut to you seeing Noah, him kind of interacting with the baby, and it was nice. But uh, by the very end of the episode, Noah ends up accidentally falling down, much like Emma does in the first episode, near where... Finding another phone. That's what he does. Oh, for real? Yeah, he finds another phone. (laughs) Is this like Search Party? I wouldn't say so, no. Well, that's a surreal show that also deals with some strange theories and stuff going on. Yeah, but Search Party had, I think, a lot more fun with its plot. This seems pretty contained. And then also Alex just decides to kind of abandon Sam and Violet at this random like place where they were eating fruit. It was it was really strange. That storyline, I, I really wasn't sure what the point of it was. Uh-huh. I'm sure in the grand scheme of things, it might pay off. But... Who's your favorite character out of the I always like seeing Skylar Gassando, Sam. Okay, so yeah. I have a quick game with him because I knew that you'd probably say that since <laughs> yeah. since you've seen him so much recently. Okay, so the game is that he also played in a role, a lot of roles when he was a kid. Okay. Yeah, so I have one of these, or one or two of these is fake. Just true falsehood, okay? All Ready? Right. All right, so he played Gwen Stacy's brother Howard in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man series. True. true or false? True. That is true. Yeah. So you remember him from that? No, but I remember she had a brother, and I was like, that oh, seems too specific. I don't remember her having a brother. Okay. The second one is that, you know, in Psych, the show with Sean and Gus, yes. and yeah. they would solve mysteries, they like to do a lot of backflashes. Mm-hmm. And he would play the young version of Sean. True? Also true. (laughs) Which means the last one has to be false, and I don't even feel like reading it now, but I was going to say that he he played Chip in the 2010 Broadway musical of Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) I thought you might have guessed the second one was false. The, uh, the the thing about that one is that it was connection with the licorice pizza where he was like a child actor, oh, okay. Broadway singer or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, good job on the game. And uh, did you see uh, Nick Offerman in this episode? No, he, I didn't. He I didn't actually know he plays a character named Murray, so like the Stranger <laughs> Things guy. But yeah. Um, and then also there's a guy named Carl that you may have recognized. A person named Hannah. I think um, the people I mentioned in this episode are the only ones that we really see. Interesting. So this Luna lady, because Hannah is from um, Insatiable. She was the main mm. character in that. So everybody had a really famous role, maybe with the exception of Nina Bloomgarden, who plays Violet. Yeah. that's So she's kind of a newbie. Overall, I think the show had a likable cast, and it did keep me guessing throughout. Like, I am interested in what the first four episodes were about. Oh, I oh. forgot I forgot the very ending. So the very, <laughs> very, very ending. Yeah. This is the last scene we see. Alex, he has a phone. Somehow he's made it into 2022. I don't, I don't, I don't know how. Maybe this is the Alex from 2022. I think it is. Yeah, but we see him plant the phone uh, underneath some leaves because I think he's reading the book and figures out that that's where he has to go. Huh. And then that's when we hear, I guess, the crash that happened in episode one where uh, Emma falls off of the ATV and she falls down and he runs away. So it was tying into, I think, the oh, first episode. Oh, he's definitely a time traveler. Yeah. What, like 100%? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that was part. 
this, was this the good place? Was it like the good place? I'm going to just keep on asking. No. Was it like this? Because a lot of people in the good place are coming out with stuff. Obviously, you have the connection here with William Jackson, how he used to play cheating and that. Yes. But also, you have Darcy Carton, who's coming out with a league of their own really soon. And then the person who played Tahani is going to be in that She-Hulk movie. So was, she the one, like, was she the one that did the uh, thing with the Impractical Jokers? Yeah, the lie or something. The fear complex or something. The fear complex. Yeah, that was pretty close to whatever it was. A, a lot about this show, by the way, what would you give it? I give it, well, I haven't gotten into my cons yet. Oh, okay, my what cons, are your cons? Well, some of the dramatic bits, not really Noah's part, but just kind of Emma and Noah's storyline as a whole, they try to fit in a lot of drama, and it didn't really work. The show is actually surprisingly funny. Like, I did laugh at a lot of the jokes that they were making. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, Alex, Sam, and Violet, kind of the chemistry that they all had Situational was really comedy, funny. or, but, or uh, actually, both. like... Okay. Like, one-liners not, not. and situational comedies. Alex's cool. craziness is, is pretty good. But, like, the drama bits, it seems like... It's not that they didn't need it. It's just I think it could have used a little bit more tune-ups because it didn't really work that well. Also, some of it was boring. As much as I was intrigued throughout the whole show, a lot of it was characters just kind of explaining their backstory, and I didn't feel like there was a lot of like forward plot progression. So for someone who jumped in in the fifth episode, did you feel as if you were able to gauge everything that was going on, or would you need to go back to watch the first five? Because I would imagine you need to watch the yeah, first five to I understand think, yeah. the full complexities of the theories and everything that's going around. Yeah. It seems like the audience to this, because it's on Peacock, isn't huge, but the people who are watching it are really into the mystery and yeah. trying to figure out what's going on. Like, no, and forum after forum after forum. And that's why that's why it intrigued me throughout. But, like, again, this episode in particular just didn't feel like the story went that far. And so, overall, I give the show, like, a 6.5 out of 10. I think it has a very good potential. And it is funny, but I feel like, you know, you could either pick one or the other. Funny or dramatic. But the genre mesh just... It felt so off for me, and that's probably the you're really reason. gonna tell him to. St- is, you're really gonna tell Sam Esmail to stay in his lane. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that, like, if you're going to be making something funny on Peacock, I feel like that's the way to go about it. Right? Okay. I mean, it, it, the Sierra guy did say that he never wants the audience to be ahead of what's going on. So that's yeah, part oh, of the reason why he's aren't. trying to be confused. Yeah, you aren't. But you're not alone. Roger Ebert in The Hollywood Reporter also said that it had sort of a meandering plot. Those were the more negative of the reviews, but for the most part, it has a 7.2 on IMDb. Okay. 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, 61% audience score, though. So, like, it's a mixed on the audience. But four stars from The Guardian, four stars from Vulture. Um, and I thought I would enjoy the show because I really like those time-bending movies. I think and you would, Palm yeah. Springs was good. Um, oh, is this, like, old at all? No, why, why would it because be, Because like it takes place in an—I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it <laughs> takes place in a resort, and then it deals with, like, disappearance. And all old is is about like where are they, what's going on with these families? Why are they disappearing? Yeah, I can see why you, I, it could be like maybe a, a different type of version. I of can that. see why you would think that that way. But the disappearance storyline, as much as it was the underlying current to Emma and Noah's storyline, it really wasn't. Um, I guess expounded upon that much. Okay. Also, you had multiple couples and stuff. So yeah, there were there was reason to include that. Um, but yeah, I don't have any other facts unless you want to add anything. If you're into mysteries or you like, I guess you like comedy or you maybe true crime. Yeah. And also gets into time travel. I think that you should, you would probably enjoy this show. If you haven't seen it already. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Bye.